How many have an appetite? This is a bad time of day to start talking about this kind of stuff because we're getting close to lunchtime, right? Anybody get a taco this morning? Anybody get? <laughs> it's your own fault if you get to get a taco. If you get here early, we have some tacos out here. And we can, you can fellowship, have some coffee and tacos. But um, uh, what I want to talk about a portion. How many like portions when it comes to eating? I like restaurants that have large portions. Do you like that? So we had some friends recently, well, not really recently, but somewhat recently. They took us to this place that all the meat you want, all different kinds of meat. And yes, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the worst thing about Brazilian steakhouse, if you're not hungry when you go there, is that right? Because the portion is unlimited, right? <laughs> it's all depending on what you've chosen that day, if you're ready for it or if, how much you can pack in at the moment. It's really bad also if you're trying to be on a diet, but... <laughs> If keto's your diet, then I guess you're okay. But but to to uh, to to be full is man, it's a downer when you have a good portion set out there for you, right? Yeah. And then also the thing about portions, do you ever go somewhere where um, you have this vision of what's going to come, partly related to the price tag? And it shows up, and all it has is a bunch of little swirlies around <laughs> on the plate. And some little little mound there sitting in the middle that's supposed to look cute, I guess. But it's not the portion I was anticipating. <laughs> because the portion I want needs to fill a void inside. Right? That, that I have. <laughs> so... Well, it's a good, we can relate to, to appetite so much, but you know, we have, we have a need in all different areas of our lives, don't we? You know, we have a need for love, you know, we have a need for, um, we have a need for finances, we have, we have desires that we have. Some people like cars, <laughs> you know, we have these, these natural things that are built into us, we have sexual desires, we have, uh, you know, we have, we want to be somebody. There's a need. And, and when we're lacking in an area, we need it. We need security. So what do we do? Well, I just found a receipt for a Glock that we got her a little while ago. <laughs> it fills up that need for some security. You know, we're Texans. That's how we do that, right? We take care of that <clears throat> because there's a need to feel secure, isn't there? And there's a portion that will provide that in one way or another. And I want to look at, at how this relates to our relationship with God. Because all of us today are going, we're, if there's a need in our life, you know, I'm so grateful that, that we can come boldly to the throne of grace where we can find help in the time of what? Need. I would like for need to be perceived as a 
a void, a vacancy that needs to be filled by something. Does that make sense? That you're going to need, you're going to need somebody, you're going to need something to fill that thing, or it's always going to feel a little bit empty, right? And uh, so I'd like to, to uh, see how God can fit into this today, okay? So let's just talk to him before we, before we open up his word. Father, we, we just thank you so much um, That you are our provider. Lord, we've, we've been singing about that this morning. We've been singing about how you're the way maker. That you do things way beyond our, our comprehension. And you're kind of like that Brazilian steakhouse, God. <laughs> you, you, just, you just have way more than we, we can even imagine. And, and you have stuff that we haven't even tasted of yet. That we don't even know what that stuff is. But, but it's already ours. And all we have to do is run up the flag and say, give me some of that. But Lord, I, I pray that you would help us with the rev revelation of the reality of this in our life. Because there's things inside of us, Lord God, that we've gotten used to looking elsewhere to provide. And Lord, you desire to be not just a God somewhere else, but the, the God who provides, who is our portion. So, Father, as we open up your word today, we just ask that you would help us with this. Lord, help us to, to not be looking elsewhere, to not be choosing elsewhere for the portion that our craving desires. Help us somehow, Father God, to, to allow you to be that for us. And as you are, Lord God, cause it to be something like it's never filled that spot before. <laughs> Make it right, we pray, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So praise God. Did you have any other examples, babe? Well, just, okay. I just, I was just thinking about how, you know, with a family, you have, everybody comes to the table, and um, you were talking about this last night, how there was five in your family, and... When you have more than one or two boys, <laughs> or if you have two boys, you can... Uh, I followed three sisters, so I was a different experience for my parents. So there can be a lot of um, grabbing at what there is at the table. I, I don't know. Have you ever seen any of those shows where there's a whole bunch of kids and everybody grabs, and then before you know it, the portion is gone? <laughs> but I was just thinking about what the, the word portion actually means, and just, you know, by definition... It actually means a person's destiny or your lot. You know, have you ever heard anybody say, this is just my lot in life? Well, the word of God is talking, and we're going to talk about it, what your portion, he is your portion. And, and he's actually your destiny. He is your lot. Another definition is an individual's part or a share of something. Um, so there's things that are shared, received by gift, or it's also known as an inheritance. How many are thankful that we have a an inheritance in Christ? Yeah. And that is our portion. That's our dowry. Yeah. And you're probably going to go into this more specifically. And then just enough food, especially of one kind, to serve one person at one meal. An individual's lot, fate, or fortune. One's share of good and evil. An often limited part of a whole. But what I love is that... Um, God is unlimited with us, that it doesn't, it, we're not limited with him. 
Amen? We're not limited. It's not about, the word talks about it, that, you know, he's made us righteous before him. And like I was talking about and exhorting earlier, that we're kings and we're priests and we're sons and we're daughters. And there's no limit to what we can have in him. And it's not by works, the word of God says. It's not by how good we are. It's not by what we do or what we don't do. It's all about our identification. We were talking about this, you know, going over this and just really kind of narrowing some things down and the importance in understanding your portion, that he is your portion, is understanding your identity in Christ. And we'll talk about that because you can't receive something when you come up to a table of some, have you ever been visiting to some family and you sit down and do you just jump right in and grab? Because you're, you're kind of, you're the guest. You're feeling like, well, you know, I'm going to wait till they, maybe you all do, but, <laughs> but you know, manners would say, wait till they invite you to, to partake. But we don't have to wait because we're kings and we're, we're sons and daughters and we're children of God. And it's a part of who we are. It's a part of what we have access to. The portion, he is our portion. We're going to go into this. Amen. Little, yeah. So, so it's so important to understand what that that your identity, and we'll we'll see how how precious it actually is. But to um, it doesn't matter if there is a portion put on your plate if you don't like it. The one you know, I was thinking about. Um, I'm pretty easy. I'm kind of amazed kids today. All they want is, you know. Well, Braden, he won't even eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He just wants a peanut butter sandwich. You know. And it's like, I couldn't get him to eat chocolate. And I and he said, because it looked, you know, he didn't like the looks of it. And I said, you have to taste it. <laughs> you know, once you taste it, it's like, man, you're gone. I, I'm sorry. Somebody might not like chocolate here today, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good. <laughs> so so the, the ability to appreciate a portion, though, and we're going to see, because you can choose a portion. Um, and this happens on a plate. Uh, Braden will eat the egg, he'll, he'll eat the bacon and leave the eggs. He's choosing his portion. Because <laughs> he doesn't like it when I put pepper on the eggs. He sees that black stuff on there and he doesn't want the black stuff, you know. So, <laughs> And for me... I ate pretty much everything. We had elk. Dad would shoot an elk, you know, and we had a lot of elk chili, a lot of elk steak, a lot of elk, all kinds of stuff. Um, but you know what? I would leave on the plate because I had no honor, no appreciation of this portion was liver, right? Or sauerkraut. I just didn't like sauerkraut. So even though I had a portion, I wouldn't partake of that because I didn't have any honor for that. So, so there, there's this need for the portion that you partake of, the portion that becomes valid and valuable to you is directly related to your honor of it. And, and what I would like to call that is worship. Okay, I know that we'll see this though because what you actually allow to fill you up is something that you value as a high enough thing to receive. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? So uh, again, let's, let's be aware that there's different areas of our life that are getting filled up by something. Mm -hmm. And what they're getting filled up 
if we can just kind of call that worship to an extent, okay? Because we valued something enough to allow it to be taken in. Yeah. All right? I'd like to relate it and show you this because remember what happened with uh, Jacob and Esau? Um, who was the one with the inheritance? Esau was the one that had the, the portion, didn't he? He had the whole shebang. And what did he leave on his plate? <laughs> he said, I got my portion, I got my inheritance here. And I got some porridge here. I think I'll leave the inheritance. So it doesn't do any good to have a portion provided. It's not the portion provided that does you any good. It's the portion that's honored that does you well, right? You can, you can have way more than enough of something, but it's the part that you actually honor that gets applied. Okay, so let's look here at Deuteronomy 32, 9. And, and man, Moses was the guy that just, he knew God, didn't he? Actually, at the end of this chapter, it says, because it's right before he passes away. Remember, he didn't get to go into the, to the promised land because he, he decided he wanted to do something that God didn't tell him to do. <laughs> and um, it's, it's kind of interesting because God didn't tell him not to do that. He just didn't tell him to do it. Man, <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty critical, isn't it? That we're following what God tells us to do. But it says, at the end of this chapter, it says, and, and uh, Moses was a prophet above all others because he spoke to God face to face. He knew God intimately. Isn't that amazing? So Moses had a real understanding of God's heart for the children of Israel. And for there to be an understanding of inheritance, there has to be an understanding of, like Pastor Kim said, identity. Because you don't have an inheritance from somebody you're not related to, do you? Right. Not usually, right? Where do you get an inheritance from? Somebody that claims you, right? <laughs> you might have a parent that doesn't claim you, and what do you get from them? Nothing, right? Because to, to get an inheritance from somebody, they have to possess you, right? You, you have to be theirs. And so what's really interesting, before we start throwing our portion choices around, we get an example from God. The reason why we can choose him as our portion is he's already chosen us as his. Yeah. This is actually amazing, I think. Yeah. Deuteronomy 32, 9 through 10, it says, for the Lord's portion. So God has a portion. You know what that would say to me? That God has a need. <laughs> you would think God created everything. He didn't have a need for anything. Except for he, he, he wants us. There, it's like there's this void inside of God that's saying, I, I want their worship. Not, I, it's not their worship I want. I want them. And when I get their worship, I get them. Right? <laughs> so, so Moses has the best understanding of God's heart here. And he says, the Lord's portion is his people. Isn't that amazing? It doesn't say his, you know... 
the Milky Way. <laughs> it's, that's not God's portion. His portion is his people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. God has an inheritance. God has a portion. He found him in the desert land and in the wasteland, a howling wilderness. He encircled him. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. If you look at some of these surrounding scriptures, it says he actually chose Israel out of all the other nations of the earth to be his portion. So portion is like that definition. It's, it's a part of the whole. And he chose them out of all the nations of the earth to be his. And if you follow this a little bit further, and it says what he did, because you, you would think, how <laughs> if you're going to get an inheritance, who would you rather get it from? Elon Musk or the guy that's begging at the corner? Right? Why? Because which one's going to take better care of you? Hopefully, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly what he would do, but... The richest man in the world versus somebody that's needing themselves. What do you want to get your inheritance from? Which do you figure is going to be the better portion? Well, when I'm thinking, man, God's calling me his inheritance? He's a pretty good caregiver, isn't he? And he said he did that with Israel. He covered them with his wings. He said he provided for everything that they needed. The sad thing is, he doesn't stop there. He says, but there was a need for something that they went looking elsewhere for. They went and they started looking around for the gods around in the neighboring nations. And, and those things that they felt the need for, they began to choose another to be its portion. So even though God, I mean, that's like, God, you're, uh, uh, Elon, you're okay, but I, I'd rather, you know, get something from this. That, that's the comparison. And, and he said, how, how do you change this? How do you, how do you make that right? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and it's amazing to me, you know, um, this happens all the time with substance abuse. With, you, you know, my sister works down in, in Teen Challenge in Arizona. And they have people all the time. A lot of times these, these kids are coming from a, from a household that has everything, right? But there's still something inside of them that they go somewhere else to get. <laughs> and what's happening is they're choosing the portion that's being provided for somewhere else, right? I was just thinking about, in light of that, we had a gentleman with us a few years back. And I remember you... <laughs> Noticing when he would come in, he would just have a different demeanor about him. And I had never seen that before. Yeah, he hadn't witnessed it before. And he said, something's up with this guy. I'm and the re there's a reason I'm telling this. And um, just, you know, realized that he eventually realized. And he was there at church. He was worshiping. He was participating. He was wanting to serve. He and his wife were involved in our church. And his heart was wanting to connect. But there was something else on the inside of him that was choosing a different portion for his life. And we found out he was addicted to, what was his it? heroin. Heroin. Yeah. He had actually been through a, a, a rehab already. Um, 
but you, but you know, there's just, I just need a little bit. And it's okay if I just do, if I just provide just a portion. Just a little. Just a portion. But it ruined his life. He lost his wife. He lost his life. And we ended up actually um, enabling him to go to Teen Challenge. Our church did. Um, and yesterday was his three-year celebration of being sober. Isn't that awesome? I'm just rejoicing. But even after he went through Teen Challenge, it took him a while to work through that. Yeah. Because those, those strongholds of other appetites yeah. in our life are strongholds. We can't, right. we can't minimize them mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. If there's something else in our life yeah. that, it, that we're choosing as a portion, you know, it might not look like it's a big deal right now. Right. But is it keeping us from filling up a Brazilian steakhouse (laughs) with what the portion is being provided because we've been partaking of something else? Well, and the problem is there are most things that, well, I would say all things that you choose above him uh, have some sort of demonic force behind it that wants to have you. And I have always, in my experience with dealing with drugs and alcohol, not my own, but with others, um, one open door is all open doors to the enemy. Because if you let him in one small way, then he will come in and invade your life. Because it is, it's a, like you said, it's a stronghold. And when he gets his foot in the door, then you can't shut that door until you s- stop partaking of that portion and partaking of the real life, of the life of God. Yeah, and, that, and that's He's the key. It's the possession. Yes. So, so what a, what a, when a portion be, becomes applied, it's when it's possessed. And, and so God, for us to be blessed by him, we have to be possessed by him. And so uh, in, Ephesians, in Ephesians 1.18. So, you know, the old law was, was good in, in itself if you could do it, but you couldn't do it. And so, and that's why the, the, the people kept feeling drawn away to something else. So that's why Jesus had to come. He had to come to give us a, a new nature, a new life inside that could find, that could actually, he said the spirit will come and actually, what? Abide inside of you. And what is that? That's a filling up of a portion of him. That's why he said you have to be filled with the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? It's like, I don't got room for anything else. Right. I'm full of him. Amen. But this is what happened, and, and, and um, man, Ephesians, there's a prayer here in the first chapter, and I just want to look at the 18th verse of this first chapter of Ephesians, because Paul is praying this. Paul has a revelation of what happened in Christ, that, that what God did in Christ was make it possible. He purchased us with the blood of Jesus so that we could be his possession. Remember in Deuteronomy, it said that Israel was his heritage. Yeah. In Christ, we all become yeah. Yeah. his possession. Yeah. Good. We become his inheritance, yeah. right? So let's read this. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. And this is my prayer for us today. There needs to be a flooding of light, of revelation, that, that, that this is not a small thing when, when there's a void being, uh, we're choosing something else to fill a void. Now, there's going to be other things in our life, but God wants to be in the middle of them. He doesn't want to be separated from them. So so he says, I pray that your your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he has called you to share. 
That's an inheritance, isn't it? That's that destiny that Pastor Kim was given as the definition of this. I want you to realize that God has been made rich because we who are Christ's have been given to him. And this is a way, a different way of looking at our relationship with God. That God has become rich by possessing us. <laughs> Man, this, this messes with a lot of worldly perspectives. Nobody's going to possess me. Man, you're talking about spiritual possession? Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> because until I'm possessed, I don't get to possess. Me being possessed is, comes before me possessing. Because the key to the provision of God as the one who has more than enough in everything is for me to be possessed by him. Amen? As soon as I am, now I have a portion. He's already provided it. That's what's cool. You know, Smart people, smart rich people, how do they, what do they do? They, they create a will ahead of time, don't they? <laughs> this is what this person's going to get. This is what this person's going to get. Well, this is what happened in Christ. God already made a will, and we already have a portion. We already have everything provided that we need in him. Amen? Let's look at 1 Peter 2.9. But you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. That kind of sounds like Deuteronomy, doesn't it sound? He says, I have chosen Israel as the nation out of all the other ones. He said, I'm, I've chosen you. When you make Jesus your Lord, now I've chosen you. Now you're possessed by me. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now listen to this. This is God. He claims you as his very own. You know, this is more than just finding out about me. This is finding out, wow, I'm his. Amen? This is required. But when you get a revelation, that's what Paul was praying. Did you get a revelation of this? That you are claimed by God. And I'm telling you what, if you... If you were born into a royal family and you didn't know and you got revelation of that, man, you, it would change everything about how you see everything else. That Porsche is mine. <laughs> you know, that estate is mine. You know, so you get an attitude about what is yours now because of whose you are. Amen? Now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. How do you do that? How do you broadcast glorious wonders? Well, the portion you've been given, it's not just sitting there on the table. You're partaking of it. Every portion in our life, every void in our life, there's a portion already provided in Christ that will cause us to be not just satisfied in that thing, but overflowing in that thing. If we have a relationship issue, if we have an addiction issue, if we have a financial issue, God's saying, I want to be your portion. Now, it might not happen right away, but you start making God your, him your portion, 
And he comes with his, he comes with everything about him. God's not going to just show up and say, you got to stay empty. You got to stay unsatisfied in all these areas of your life because that's what you deserve. No, he says, you're my child. Here's a portion. Now you're going to have to take it though. You're going to have to apply it by faith. And that's up to us. Braden has this great desire to accumulate these little square stuffed animals. I don't know what they're from, some game or something. So he had his own money. We went to Target and he purchased. He had two in his hand and I said, you're getting one. You're only, you're only getting one. It was his money, but, you know, you're trying to help teach him. And uh, so he has this one and then we get home and the next day he's like, let's go to Target. I want to get another one. And I'm like, no, you're not going to waste your money on these silly. You want to get a bank account yeah, so he, he wanted, can buy he stuff a bank online. <laughs> we go, he's been asking me all through COVID and everything, can we go get me a bank account? And so I'm like, why do you want a bank account? Because I need a card. See, he sees that little magic card and he thinks that's how you're, we're purchasing things. <laughs> so we have to have money inside that card. And so I made the effort to go to the bank that day and open an account for him. He had some money that had been given to him. And so we opened the account. I said, you're going to put half of it in savings. Anyway, long story short, we go and he buys this silly gold. And he thought it was great because you can't see what's inside. You know, they, they trick you. You can't see what's inside. You have to buy multiple ones to get to the one you really want. So he hit it gold. He got the gold one from the first get-go. And so uh, the next day, he wants to go to Target again and buy another one. And I said, no, you're not getting another one. You don't need another one. Oh, he just cried, you know, can we go online and order one? You know, it was just a big deal. But, you know, our next, our next um, thing here is what we choose and how we care for it determines its worth as our portion. And I just was thinking about how Braden, he, he chose that, that thing. It was so valuable and so important. It was... He just, you know, his heart was into it. You know where it is now? Yeah. It's thrown somewhere <laughs> up in the man cave, you know. I call it the man cave. Um, somewhere up in our family room on the floor somewhere. Do you know how much he's paying attention to it? Zero. This was just like a week or two ago, not that long ago. But what we choose and how we care for it will determine its worth, how valuable it is to us. And that is our portion. And I... I like to look at Luke 10, 42, and um, when he was talking to me about what he wanted to share, I immediately thought of this story. We know this story about Mary and Martha, how they were, uh, Jesus came to the home, and, you know, Martha was so busy and um, just, you know, trying to be, be working for Jesus, make everything right. How many women are like that when you have people come over? Uh, I'm like this. I, I labor over everything. I got to clean the floors clean everything and I even go buy new you know towels it has to be everything has to be right and then I don't stop at just you know sloppy joes and chips it's you got to have you know a fruit tray and a veggie tray and you got to have dips and you got to have desserts and you know you just keep going and that's that's the whole Martha syndrome you have, somebody back there has the Martha syndrome because you're <laughs> laughing and so she has the Martha that's a Martha Martha so, and I don't think Martha Stewart is named Martha Stewart for no reason. She is a Martha. <laughs> when you can take out a, a chainsaw and carve an ice figure out of a chainsaw, man, I'm telling you, that's something. But anyway, 
I divert. But she, uh, Martha was trying to make Jesus happy. And Mary, you know, we know the story. Mary came and sat at his feet and listened, wanted to hear his words. And I love what Jesus says. He says, um, well, you didn't put it up there. I'm going to look at my own notes. It says, it's in the Amplified. It says, um, she had a sister, this is verse 39. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teaching. She seated herself there and she was listening. There was something she was intentionally trying to get from that moment. She was intentionally choosing the portion at that moment. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Now, what does that sound like? Pride, victim, I'm the one who's serving you, Lord. My sister is just sitting on, on her bottom on, on the floor listening to you talk. But I'm the one who's doing all the work. And we can get into that kind of mindset and how are we actually receiving? We're just into works. We're into that place where it's just become a religious act when we're just doing, 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 just trying to make him happy. But Mary was sitting at his feet listening to him and, and tell her then to help me, Martha says. Tell her to help me. Do it right. Do it the way you're supposed to. To lend a hand and do her part along with me. How many times are we looking around at other people thinking, you're not doing it right. You got to do it the way I do it. This is the way we serve the Lord. This is the portion. Well, we each have a portion and we each are being able to receive from his presence, not out of works, like I said, but because of just sitting at his feet and, and hearing his heart and receiving from his presence. And so, but the Lord replied to her by saying, now he didn't just call her name out one time. If the Lord were sitting here and he said, my name, Kim, no, he said, Martha, Martha, he said her name twice. How many of us call our kids' names out more than once when we want to get their attention? He said, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. I think he said it with some force because she was not receiving the portion that was there for her. She was too busy about the works side. There is need, he says to her, of only one or but a few things. And Mary, Mary has chosen the good portion. Mary has chosen the good portion. And that which is to her advantage. In other words, I think he was telling her, you are not in the place of it being having an advantage. You are in a disadvantage. But Mary has chosen the place of advantage, which so, shall not be taken from her. It shall not be taken from so her. So considering that we... Uh, require people to serve here at the church yes. in order for it to go. <laughs> yes. Do you, do you feel like uh, Martha could have been doing the same things with the right portion? She could have, but I think it was... If you can do things under the Lord. Yes. Where those things aren't, aren't your portion, but he is. He is. That's, yeah. the, that's the heart Things still need to get done, but it's, they can be done. Yes. It's not about... I serve, I give, I do this, I do that, and so I'm receiving from him because of all that I do. You can even get into works reading your Bible, and I'm not saying don't, please don't take me wrong with this. Don't, don't. Well, that, that's my main point. It's like people don't need to quit serving. No, don't quit serving. <laughs> don't quit reading. But I, what I'm saying do is, it is under the it's Lord. a hard attitude. Are you doing this just so that people, man can see you? 
You know, it's that story in the Bible where the man was praying and he said, Lord, I'm this, I'm that. And he was saying it so loudly so everybody could hear how great he was. That's not why we do these things. We're not doing these things to have attention drawn to us or to check the mark box, the, the box that we've done it. You know, God, did you see how much I've done? Did you see how much I've given? Do you see how much? No, it's not about that. It's, it's, it's a heart attitude of doing everything is unto the Lord, right? It's unto your him. Your life is coming from your, him. Yeah, your whole life is, is unto him. And that, when you have that kind of attitude, then it becomes easy. It's because I'm not trying to please man. I'm, you know, when you get into that place, you can't ever, you can't ever do enough if you're feeling like that. And so it's, it's usually a heart adjustment that needs to take place. It's, it's not, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's look at him. Yeah. What am I doing? I'm being effective for the kingdom. I'm doing this because I love God. And I want to serve him with my whole heart. He is my portion. He is everything I need. He is my life. And through that attitude and that mindset, we receive everything that he has given us. We have an inheritance that we are partaking of here and now. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven. We can have heaven on earth right now if we're receiving from that inheritance here and now, intentionally. Amen. 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 So let's look at John 4, 23, because here's, here's an example of, of Jesus being a portion, providing himself as a portion, the woman at the well. And uh, he says, if you knew who you're talking to, you could ask of me, and I would do what? I would fill a void. I would become a portion to you that would never stop. Yeah. It would. Here's here's the thing about the things of this earth, and and we will we'll go to. I'll use Brazilian steakhouse again. But we'll we'll go to these places. We'll get filled, but but they don't last forever, do they? They right. don't. The portion Temporary. that comes from God does not stop. We don't. Right. Uh, we always we always want more of Him, but He He always continues to satisfy. He He never fails. But there's a direct relation that, that is made when Jesus is talking about becoming her portion is it becomes worship. So remember when in Deuteronomy again, when God says, they are my people, he said, and they will worship me. When they left him and they started worshiping other gods, other gods started be, being their supply in their portion. And he makes this relationship with this, with a relation. Uh, to this lady at the well, he says, um, mm -hmm. a time will come, however, indeed, it is already here when the true genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such, such people as these, as his worshipers. Mm -hmm. He's just been talking about being a portion to her. Mm -hmm. And now he's talking about worshiping. Where you're going to worship. He said, it's going to be something you're continually worshiping. Well, what do you worship? We, we take it back to where we, we were starting. You worship the thing that is your portion. What you choose to be your portion is what you worship. So he's telling her, I'm going to be the portion for people. And when I am, they're not just going to be somebody that worships me. They're going to be worshipers. They're, I'm going to have them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be mine. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, I just want to go through real quickly um, three examples. David has some of the greatest examples of this, talking about God being his portion. Um, 
This first one, for the voids needs in our lives, there's a choice made of how they will be filled. Psalm 16, 5, Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. Man, this needs to be something we actually say out of our mouth. Yeah. If we can't actually say this intentional, it's like my wife's really into this intentional stuff, you know? But in order to have God as our inheritance, we're going to have to say it. Yeah. You are my inheritance alone. You know what? You're on a path now. As soon as you can say that, now you're on a path to actually get the revelation that Paul's praying for, you know? Well, you're on a path whether you're saying it or not. You might not be right Yeah, you're on, on a path. I, I don't know if you noticed, it. but that part of the definition of portion was for good or for bad. Yeah. There's a portion of good, and, and some of the references, if you look up portion, it, it's he, he talks about being the portion of people that are condemned. Mm-hmm. There's a portion for them also. You are my prize, my pleasure, and my portion. I leave my destiny and its timing in your hands. Don't you like that? <laughs> You're my prize, my pleasure. You're my motivation. I, if, if God's not being, and he wants to be this in every area of need in our life, that we're not going somewhere else. We're not looking to the world. We're not looking to somewhere else mm-hmm. to actually be the source of it. Mm-hmm. Now, God might provide that through the world. But if the world's our source, it's taking the portion that he wants to be. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Real quickly in, in Psalm 73, 26. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That's saying whenever... Your flesh, the things in your flesh are being the provision of the, of the craving of your heart. It will fail. Don't, it's amazing how much revelation David had in just talking to God. You know, if we could just talk to him more frequently. Yeah. Just talk these things out with, you know, my wife and I. Sometimes we just got to talk some things out. Yeah. And it's wonderful when we do. All right. Um, <laughs> he just recently has come That was, that. no. <laughs> That's uh, TMI there, okay. Um, when there is no other that acknowledges or protects, God floods with an inheritance of life. Psalm 142, 5. Before, he, before this verse, he's talking about, he said, I'm looking around and nobody else is there for me. Everywhere else that I could have that, that I would need, I need some support from somewhere else. Do we ever feel like that? Yeah. It's like, yeah. boy, if I just had somebody supporting me. Yeah. You know, and he, he cries out, he's, he cries out to God. In that time, there's an opportunity for, to say, I don't need that from somebody else. Right. I need it from God right now, and so I'm going to God. I'm going to tell him that he's my own and only inheritance, and now I'm going to cry out to him, and I'm going to say, you are my refuge, you're my portion in the land of the living. What's always, what's always the threat in a void? I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Something's going to die, right? And, God, and David says, no, in my relationship with God, if he's my portion, I'm going to not only be supplied, it's going to overflow, and I'm going to be among those that are living. Yeah, amen. amen? Yeah. One more here. And, and if, if, uh, if JP and Hunter and Pastor Kim can go, we, I want to sing a song. This is such, man, I, I just really desire for God to get this into our hearts. That he's our portion. Mm-hmm. He wants to be our supply. He, he wants to be, we, he, he wants to, 
He wants to possess what he's already possessed for us. And this, this passage in Philippians says this so well. It says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. This is Paul talking. And, and each one of us right now are, are at, at different phases. A lot of people like to use the word journey. You know, I don't know if I like that altogether. But there is a path that we're on in our relationship with God. And we're all on a different phase of that. We all have a different perspective of who God is. But there needs to be a, a, a revelation, a pulling back of the, the true perception of how God sees us and what God's already done with regard to any need in our life. Yeah. It's not something we have to persuade him to do. Yeah. It's not something we have to get in a line that we have to be so good before he's going to do it. He already calls us his own. He's already purchased us with the blood of Jesus. He's already become more than enough for any portion in our life. And he's saying, I just need you to eat. I just need you to believe it's already yours. I need you to start acting like it's yours. What is that? That's faith. God doesn't respond to need. He already has. He responds to faith. He responds to believe. Why do we say, if you said it, I believe it? Because what he says is he's become our portion. Yeah. Right. And until we believe it, it's still sitting on the plate. That's right. That's right. I press on. Now listen, this phrase is so powerful. It says, I press on to possess. Huh. So an inheritance doesn't do any, you any good until you actually possess it. When you actually possess it, there's no taking it away from you. You're not, you're not worried whether you have it yet or not. You're not wondering where it is. It's yours. Yeah. Right? I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ first possessed me. Isn't that amazing? Christ sees us as his, his portion. Man, and he's a provider for those mm -hmm. that he possesses. Yeah. He's already done it, and he's saying, now I just need you to possess what I've provided. What we get out of this is this, this is a wonderful journey. I'll just use the word journey, because as long as we're on this earth, we're still discovering. There's so many parts of our life. We've talked about food. We've talked about addictions. There's so many parts of our life that are in need. And God, God today, God every day, in every moment, he's saying, come to me, holler at me. Mm -hmm. I'm already your portion if you let me be. Yeah. But as soon as you, as, you, as you take possession of what I've already provided for you, it needs to make a difference. It will change our countenance. Yeah. It will bring joy. It will be, bring gladness. Where God's really our portion, he will change our face. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Can I add something? Yes. I just heard of a story that a uh, family had this piece of art that was hanging on their wall. It wasn't very pretty. Maybe you've heard of this. And they, you know, didn't give it much attention. And then eventually later, someone came to their home and discovered that it was actually a million-dollar piece of art. <laughs> And they had it just hanging on the wall. There was no uh, 
observing of it. There was no appreciation of it. They completely pretty much ignored it. Um, when they finally did receive what it was, there was an inheritance for them to, to take advantage of. And that's what I want to just encourage us is we can let things pass us by, the things that are, have been provided for us and to us in Christ. And a lot of times it's because of an identity crisis that we're going through. The whole world is, is going, you can see it right now, there's so many people that are going through so many things. They don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they can't possess what is theirs. And I want us just to, you know, Pastor C was encouraging us, we need to know who we are in Christ. And when we understand that we're the righteousness of God in Christ, that the kingdom of God is neither meat nor drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the inheritance that belongs to us is peace, joy, healing, whatever you need in his presence it's here for us, amen, and we need to partake, not just let it hang on the wall and say, oh, that, or look at our Bible, so that's good, I know what Jesus uh, came, but let's partake of what he's provided for us. Let's, let's, let's utilize intentionally what's been given to us, amen? Do you believe that this morning? Amen, amen. So, so let me pray here, and, and as... As we sing this song, um, it's if you want to sing along, we're going to have the lyrics up there. This is a it just talks about declaring that God is our portion. Um, there's this necessity or this opportunity for us today is as, as, as we're in the presence of a God who's more than enough. He's he it, he's not waiting to provide something for us. He's all that's the plan in Christ. That we've been possessed. We are his children. We're, we're his righteousness. And there's an opportunity for each one of us to possess this today. As we're singing this song, let's let it be a prayer from our hearts. Some wonderful verses declare who God is for us. But there, there's a bridge in here. Man, let's declare it. My heart, my flesh, they fail. But he's my portion. Let's allow, let's allow there to be this, this ministration of the Holy Spirit on our hearts today. Amen?